Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. So Sarah, I know you wanted to call this episode Turkey 5, but I think we should call it the Cyber Five. Rachel, you always love to challenge the institution. I know, but in 2020, this is a true channel shift. The pandemic is going to cause nearly everyone to buy online. I know, Sarah, you're already seeing early signs of that in Italy. And Cyber Monday is expected to be this record-breaking day. Analysts are saying that it's going to be close to $13 billion in sales in just the U.S. alone. And to size this for everyone, Black Friday, the actual day on Friday, is only expected to be a little bit over $10 billion in e-commerce sales. So if you had to place your bet on any day between, let's say, you know, November 25th and December 2nd, you're going with the Monday after Thanksgiving? I'm going with Cyber Monday. I think a lot of that in the U.S. will have to do with the rising cases of COVID that could swing things to create some urgency on Friday. But right now, my bet is Cyber Monday. It's interesting. I've actually been thinking a lot about whether or not it's going to be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Hmm. which is is going to be like dark horse because it's not officially part of the Cyber Five. But I think Walmart is starting their promotions then. It's like, that's almost like the new doorbuster is the Mm -hmm. day before Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's right or not, but I feel like everything has been shifted up. I mean, we've been talking to a number of our guests about Shippageddon and especially you and I being members of the tribe, our mm-hmm. Christmas comes early this year. And we know how big of spenders we are. <laughs> are we? Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, literally, I am in the process of buying furniture for my house and I get so excited by the amount of money I'm saving with the deals that I'm finding on eBay. Oh, well, that's that's interesting even just thinking about 
bets on retailers and where where you're going to be able to place your bets on that. So so just to to summarize, you're betting on Cyber Monday and I'm betting on a day that's not even officially a day in the Turkey Five or the Cyber Five as you call it. Yeah, I like my odds. All right. Okay, so we got our days. Now let's focus on retailers. Which retailer, Sarah, do you think is going to win during this sprint? Well, let's start with you. You're you're going for eBay, which is a bit of a dark horse also. Yeah, personally, I'm an eBay power user, but I'm actually not betting on that as the leader. I'm going to bet on the obvious one, but for different reasons. I do believe that Amazon is going to be the real winner, but I'm betting because I actually think that their supply chain is more prepared for COVID and the spike that we're about to see than any of the other retailers. Do you think it's supply chain or do you think it's the fact that they, they're they like loading up on last mile delivery options so they're less reliant on the others? It's partially that, but also just how they're investing in their employees with like PPO, uh, you know, increasing the hourly wage for these workers. So I just think that they're doing more from a staffing standpoint than the other retailers. See, my bet may or may not be on Amazon. Um, I'm still I'm still contemplating as we continue to record. But here's the thing that we, we certainly have found is that Amazon on average has the best prices. Mm-hmm. So we looked at, I think, 18,000 different products that are sold across a bunch of different retailers from you know, all the usual suspects. And Amazon consistently has better prices. Now, it's not going to be every SKU, but they they seem to be, if you're looking for <laughs> a one-stop shop, they still stay the everything store and stay price competitive along with it. When you guys were analyzing Amazon data, was that like 1P sellers or 3P sellers? Like I'm, who's driving down price? Um, you know, it, it is mostly 1P sellers that are driving down price. So it's still, I mean, it's not that the 3P business isn't, alive and well, but that's not really what's affecting it more than anything else. But, you know, and also Walmart's got their own marketplace. So there's a whole mm-hmm. environment in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and more and more retailers are, are getting into that space as well. You know, this puts brands in a tough place because if ultimately what we're saying is the retailer that's going to win is the one with lowest price, here goes margins out the door for most brand manufacturers. Well, that calls into question, like, where, where are you going to put your money? Are you going to put your money in margin and, and just have a lower price? Or are you going to stay true to your price, but offer better promotion or advertising? Like, where does the margin give and what's the long-term implications of that? I mean, mm-hmm. when we were talking to one of our guests, Justin from Nespresso, and I don't know if this is going to air before or after Justin... I think we're going to be ahead of Justin, but here's a teaser. Go here's for a it. teaser for, for the next episode. But Justin was saying, instead of giving price breaks, it's more about the bundle. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of looking at how everybody is thinking about having the best price without sacrificing margin, there's going to be, well, what, what value are you going to throw into this? And if we talk about most of our guests, like Kraft and Campbell's and Hershey's, they all recognize that they're still having their moment right now and they want to gain as much market share as they can, own as much of that basket as humanly possible. So I totally agree. It's a bundle portfolio play. Well, that's, that is very interesting because that's, that's a departure from gifting. So we've got almost like two, well, we've got a gazillion of conflating factors that are happening at the same time, but let's talk, let's talk about food for a sec because 
you know, with more people having smaller Thanksgiving meals and other holiday meals, ideally, please practice social distancing and be wise. But with more people doing that, everybody's going to need their own, like think about just spices, right? Everybody now needs their own nutmeg. Mm-hmm. What does that do for McCormick's business? What does that do for private label? You know, everybody needs, um, I'll just, you know, tout Campbell's. Everybody needs their own cream and mushroom soup if they're going to be making their green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if you're serving a whole bunch, but you can't make that like subscale. So what does that do to the food business beyond the story that everybody's been talking about, which is the, how do I buy a smaller turkey? Like big effing deal, eat leftovers. <laughs> You know, the staples um, are absolutely going to win. And there's, you know, there's countless reports that are coming out. But as the pandemic continues and cases rise, America is eating more and drinking more than ever before. So McCormick's going to win and Campbell's is going to win and Diageo is going to win. I think Tyson's will still win. You know, we're all hearkening back to nostalgic times. And I do think there's going to be a turkey in most households. Yeah. The question is, do people go to the store to buy it or are they buying it online? And I just think that that's, that's also a big representation of, you know, 2020 behaviors is ordering fresh stuff online. And so the move of e-commerce beyond cardboard. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to take the episode there, but we should talk about this at some point. You know, in the election, one of the uh, props, at least in the state of California, was protection for workers like at Instacart. And it's sad that they're not being protected right now. Um, and that might be a part of the America consciousness during, you know, last mile delivery in the holiday season. Do you think that holds people back from actually ordering online? I mean, that's what we had in March and April. It was a question of like, who's putting their life on the line right now? Is it going to be the, the in-store shoppers or are the retailers being more mindful or is it going to be, it could still be click and collect in which case, you know, everybody kind of keeps it safer. Yeah, I think in the suburbs, it's going to be click and collect. I think in the big cities, hopefully folks will, you know, tip their Instacart worker more than they ever have. But it's it's such a mixed bag of emotions around all of this. Well, one almost like a segue to talking about gifting is one of those gifts that you can kind of get in some states via an Instacart, certainly from a Drizzly or a mini bar, which is booze. Mm. Booze is like one of those things where it's a bit of a treat yourself kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. but it's also a bit of a last minute gift that isn't as subject to ship again as everybody else. Mm -hmm. So where do we, you you were saying Americans are, are eating and drinking more than ever before. Gosh, that was, that, that's a high bar to beat. But um, that, that all being said, do you think that spirits delivery ends up being the the new last minute gift stocking stuffer just by virtue of the fact that it bypasses the rest of the delivery system. A hundred percent. I'll never forget, you know, our friend Wayne from Constellation Brands. It was the weekend of March 15th and there were more sales that weekend than Super Bowl Sunday. I believe that Thanksgiving week, there will be more sales via Drizzly mini bar reserve bar than there's been in all of 2020. You, you very well may be right. It should be interesting to see how that plays out Christmas week as well. But outside of booze, Sarah, I know that you have a lot of insight into what America and even other countries are planning to buy this holiday season. And it's actually not booze. Well, not booze alone, but you know, we track 
what people are searching for. If uh, search is an indication of consumer demand, which I've long believed it is, gaming's the winner. Gaming is one of the winners of 2020 in general. And, you know, Sony and Microsoft coming out with their new consoles, you know, the second week in November creates tremendous demand. My son is already asking on an advance for his allowance and trying to figure out, he was asking me if he could become a DoorDash delivery guy just so he could make enough money to buy all the swag he wants to buy specifically around all the new stuff that's coming out. So gaming is in high demand. If we look over the weekend, uh, PlayStation and Xbox and gaming chairs and Nintendo Switch All of that is in the top 10 of most search terms on Amazon. Now, granted, in the U.S., you're not going to get booze in your top 10 search for uh, on Amazon, just given regulations, which you and I have discussed ad nauseum. But, you know, face mask is down to number eight. Disinfectant wipes, not even on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, think, although toilet paper still is. So I think- (laughs) Thank God we're wiping. Thank God we're wiping, but we may not be disinfecting or we probably bought more disinfectant in the first half of the year than anybody will need in a lifetime. It's true. Now, you talk about your son in gaming, but you know what I find so interesting? And, you know, I'm taking my life as a sample set here. At Micmac, we have around 100 employees and we have a Slack channel called Gaming. My average employee is probably around 30, 32 years old. It's women and men in that channel. And they are talking about playing games together all the time. Like there's Mario Kart nights at Micmac. And so there's always this sort of myth that it's the teenage boy that's buying all these games. But if oh, Micmac, it's not. no, it's not. If, it, if Micmac's a reflection of culture, it's 30 somethings, men and women, who are buying these systems. Well, gaming spans, and I think Nintendo Switch was actually one of those, you know, the things that people talk about a little bit less, although may- maybe not so much was the reimagination of Animal Crossing within Mm. that. um, Now, there were a lot of brands that had no business being there in the first place, which we can talk about again in a different episode. (laughs) But my 21-year-old daughter was hardcore in Animal Crossing. Okay, I don't know if hardcore is the right term. But she was really, and may, may still be, I don't know. And that was her way of being social with her friends. You know, it's, it's just the equivalent of playing with your friends, but you can't because you can't be near them. So why is that any different than getting together and playing Cards Against Humanity or Settlers or, you know, Ticket to Ride, you know? But what's interesting, you know, in the U.S., we're hardcore gaming. But when you looked at a country like Italy, the results looked a little bit different. Well, I think, you know, Italy is a in, in an advanced form of lockdown. <laughs> if you look at the top 10 searches on Amazon there, the pulse oximeter, if I pronounce that right, is is in multiple forms sitting within the top 10. I mean, PlayStation 5 is there and Christmas trees are, although I don't know who orders a Christmas tree on Amazon, but obviously I'm not in the demo as an Italian or as a Christian. Um, but the that there there definitely is much more of a health concern as is evidenced in Italy for sure. But gosh, that would really be a sucky gift to get for the holidays. Please, if you're listening and you think about gifting me, do not give me one of those. I have one. That's why, truly. Um, <laughs> but what, what what do you think outside of gaming? Like what are gonna what are gonna be the big hits this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to follow the stock market and 
when Amazon and Zoom stock has been rising, so has been furniture brands like Restoration Hardware, CB2 West Elm. I'm very bullish that home furnishings is going to be really significant this holiday season. Folks aren't going on vacation. They have more money to spend. I'm doing air quotes because America is still in debt, yet we're still spending. And so I'm really bullish on uh, the home category this holiday season. Um, yeah, I think demand demand kind of speaks to that for sure. Um, I think people are, are, to your point, they're spending more on themselves. Exactly. So are you really gifting to all the people you would have gifted to last year? Like you always have that tier two of friends that you're like, oh, I kind of have to get something for them or I'm going to see them over the holidays. How do I not give them a gift? And I don't know if that money's going back in your pocketbook or if it's going towards self-care or furnishings or, you know, your own little personal upgrades. Yeah, I agree. On a personal level, I think it's all about the sphere of influence. So folks in your immediate family, if you're at work, I think your close colleagues and maybe even your close partners and clients, those are probably the people that you're going to be spending on this holiday season. Last question for you, Rachel. And the question is not, what is the bravest thing you've ever done? Because we already touched that. Do you think people will be gifting in nonprofit? Like, do you think Giving Tuesday becomes a mechanism for gifting now? I hope so. I haven't looked at any data around donation spike around Black Lives Matters, the beginning of COVID. I like to think that it did. And hopefully that continues this holiday season because the world needs it, especially through the end of the year. Rachel, I think that's a a great way for us to wrap, try to bring some not just cheer into the world, but also some goodwill towards others. And may the best of us win between our our bets, this Turkey 5, Cyber 5. Yeah, let's check back and see which one of us was right and which one of us will not admit defeat and look for further data. Until then. Later, Slater. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming centre stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.